This is JU Israel Teachers Lounge, where we reach out to current Gap Year students, alumni, and any interested listeners, keeping you connected to what's happening in Israel and giving you insight behind the headlines. Hey guys, it's Mike and Alan. How's it going, Alan? Going good, Mike. Now, this is going to be our third TVA recharge episode where we sit down with students who are, TVA is a gap year program. It has MTVA, which is the women's program. YTVA is the men's program. And we sit down. It's uh, sponsored by B'nai Akiva. That's called Torah Avodah. Yeah, that's what TVA stands for. Yeah. Thank you. That was good. And uh, we sit down with them when they come back to visit. They're now in university, uh, in, some of them in Israel, some of them in the States. And we sort, sort of like to get some feedback from them about what life is like after your gap year. Right. On your first semester on campus in, mostly in America. So I'm like, also Canada also. Yeah. And, uh, well, that's, that's America, Alan. Yeah. So with no further ado, welcome to the... Sit back and listen. Yeah, to the third <laughs> TVA Recharge episode. All right. I'm your host, senior JU Israel educator, Michael Unterberg. And today joined as always by co-host and director of JU Israel, Alan Goldman. How's it going, Alan? I'm super excited today, Mike. Me too. There's now a whole room full of people that know that I actually have to read that, <laughs> and I can't do it uh, by heart. And we can say we're doing our annual TVA uh, podcast. This is a very large group. How many people are you? Count quick. You have no idea. It's like 25, 30 people. Yeah. All right. So we're going to try to have a group conversation with 25, 30 people. I guess, don't they call this like a live episode on podcast? I think so. All right. So this is a live episode, which I never understand with podcasts because it's not live. But it's an episode with an audience, and I think they call that a live podcast. So that's what this is. But before we uh, start our conversation with the returning TVA students, we just wanted to note uh, the passing of uh, a great Israeli hero, Moshe Ahrens. Alan, can you give like a quick... So Moshe Ahrens, if you guys know, uh, who was a great um, Israeli really, leader and politician from the last, uh, the last generation. Not the founding generation, kind of, but the last generation. He was defense minister. He was an ambassador in, in America. He was born in Lithuania, but grew up in, in America. Came to Israel to fight in the War of Independence, then went back because of uh, some job stuff and not being right political party to get work, and then came back in the, in the 60s and really became a major player in Israel's um, air industry, industry and, and, and in politics. And he was really one of the founders of Likud, and maybe we, you would best know him as his main protege, the guy who he built up, who has been Israel's uh, prime minister for the last nine years, and Israel's longest going prime minister. He was really the, the, the mentor of Bibi Netanyahu. He brought uh, Bibi into politics. Yeah. So. so, wherever you hold on, BB. So, either, uh, but, uh, but he really was one of the founding leaders. I th- think one of the real big things to say about him is that uh, I see him as a true liberal, a true right, Republican, meaning not, not how we use those terms today, or left or right, but someone who believes in, um, in liberal democracy, even though, again, he was on, on the, you could say, on the right side of the political spectrum. He was a really a true person who believed in democracy, and Israel's democracy was a huge advocate for, for Israeli Arab rights um, and uh, many other great things from that founding, uh, sort of that last generation. An heir to the philosophy of uh, Zev Jabotinsky. Yes. He really believed in those ideals, not just as a political space, but as, a, right. as actual beliefs. All right. Yehi zichro baruch. May his memory be for a blessing. Okay. Well, the first thing we wanted to ask you guys is, 
Why, why? What did you want to come back to Israel for? You've been. Some of you have been here, but some of you are visiting. Uh, what was your What was your goal in coming back? What did you want to get out of a trip back? Cricket sounds. <laughs> Nervous. Who's going to be the first one to speak? Yeah, that's it. This one's the icebreaker question. Hi, I'm Miriam. Um, I think that since I've left Israel, I haven't stopped thinking about Israel and wanting to be back here. Um, so I wanted to figure out a way that I could spend. Um, at least part of my winter break back here and to, I mean, the name of our program is Recharge, but to recharge our batteries to get back into the Big Josh environment because being away from it for six months is hard and to re-energize and to regain those skills and being around people who were your family for the past year and to reunite with them and to be together again can like really recharge you and then propel you into the next semester. And, year and what are you doing this year? I'm currently at Binghamton University. So... So what does that mean that you felt you felt like you think about Israel all the time while you're there? Um, my roommate went to Haruva last year, so we have two Israeli flags in our room. We're just constantly crying and talking about how we want to be living in Israel, pretty much. Um, she's She'll be here tonight, so we've just been planning our tickets really for the past six months, trying to figure out a way to get back. You feel here. a little homesick. Always. Yeah. I hear. Who else wants to... Do it. Say it. Like, why'd you come? What? What are you doing here? No, seriously, what are you doing here? <laughs> why didn't you go to Disney World? <laughs> um, I'm Danielle. I also go to Binghamton University. Um, ad in addition to what Miriam said, because I think a lot of that rings true for me, um, it really gives me an opportunity to kind of come back to see familiar faces and teachers and people and mentors who have really shaped the way that I think about my Judaism and kind of give me an opportunity to check in with them again and talk to them after already being on campus for a semester about how I can better prepare for next semester and kind of now that I, I feel like this past semester was kind of just like an observation semester mm -hmm. of kind of figuring out where I fit into the community, where I see myself fitting into that community. And I think that kind of coming back to Israel where I feel and being back in TVA in particular, um, or in being in programming, I was in another program past two weeks ago, and just being in a place where we're really thinking about the Jewish community and ourselves and where we want to be religiously or where we see ourselves in our Jewish community, on particularly on campus, was something that was really, really meaningful to me. And obviously, just like being back home and like remembering how to like take a bus in Israel, and like when I came back to Yerushalayim, like feeling like it was. Like you were saying, like I'm back it's a home. great feel, but it's a great feeling that you can plug, like you know your way around. Yeah, right? literally coming into your time after yeah. from the Tachanam because I was like, I know exactly how, like yeah. all of these bus stops were so. That's pretty cool. For for for, do you find that college or university or whatever it is you're doing this year, did you think it would be more challenging or less? Cha were you over worried or under worried about the challenges that it would present? Yeah, Pastor. I'm Alyssa. I also go to Binghamton University. Oh, look at this. And Yikes. Represent Binghamton. Represent. There are a lot of us. <laughs> um, I found that a lot of people told me that we would have long, like, 15-page papers and I wouldn't have any time. And also people told me I would have so much time to just explore and figure things out. And I found that neither of those things have been true. <laughs> Turns out people are idiots. It's somewhere, it's somewhere <laughs> They don't know the what they're talking about. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's somewhere in the middle where like I have a lot of assignments, but they're like short assignments. It's a short assignment. It's 
assignments and it's more just figuring out time management and like yeah I have a lot more time because I'm not taking the 10 classes I took in high school or have full days of just Torah without actual work attached to it in TVA but <laughs> I do have you know real assignments in real life and work and things like that and I also feel like I took a lot of the stories that I had heard from beforehand and I tried to live my like my university life in the way that that I had heard from the stories and it's not the same and like I'm not the same person as like my mom told me her stories from 30 years ago when she was in university or even somebody who's in Binghamton wow that's last so year. old <laughs> no but the university has changed <laughs> yeah, and yeah like oh Binghamton in particular yeah. has changed a lot so I like expected it to be very similar and it's not and Binghamton was like a crazy like there were like a lot of cult activity at it's Binghamton now, it's prestigious because it was yeah, yeah, yeah. Binghamton, now Binghamton I am not Binghamton was like a really sketchy place yeah <laughs> yeah it's crazy. No wow. offense to big. I had a lot of friends who went there. Oops. <laughs> yeah. It's, okay, yeah. so that proves it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, but I think that there, it's really is. It's different, and you can't judge what you're going to experience, and you can't. It's it's hard to know until you get there. Even though you hear all these stories and you hear all these examples, and you hear, you know, every year it changes. I grew up thinking there was nothing, you know, there's no, any anti-Israel thing in Binghamton, and I'm sure we're going to get to it. But like, there was an incident this year, and like that's something that I just didn't think I'd have to encounter. And like, here we are, and nothing is, it's not necessarily what people tell you from previous years, every semester is different. So basically there's no way to prepare people because- No, there <laughs> is. No, I know, I'm joking. <laughs> but, yeah, but yeah. No, know, but be, keep your eyes open, mind. it's gonna yeah. be, yeah. Because it's not gonna be necessarily what you expect. What about as a Jewish experience? What are like the roses and thorns of Jewish experience on campus? Hi, I'm Eva, I go to Penn. Um, I think- Can you, for the purpose of this podcast, say you go to Binghamton, because we're trying to build a theme? <laughs> No, just kidding. Um, I think that I was over-worried academically and under-worried for the Jewish part. Interesting. Um, academically, I was scared that, like, oh, my God, I'm not going to be able to, like, ask a question in class or I'm always going to be doing work. People say they work so hard. It's fine. You manage. And it's, like, I don't know. I enjoy it. It's challenging. Um, it turns out, like, Jewish education kind of over... It's like swinging three bats when you're on deck. Like, you're a little... Yeah. No, it's it's totally doable. Yeah. Um, but Jewishly, I found that it was people are like, oh, you're going to Penn. There's a huge Jewish life. It's going to be really easy. I think it's hard to, no matter where you are, even if it's the biggest Jewish life, because you're trying to balance two different worlds. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of difficult not to scare anyone. What, what's your biggest challenge? I think it's really hard to fully immerse yourself in a Jewish. I think it's okay, if you want to fully immerse yourself in the Jewish community. Fine, it's probably a lot easier, but I also want to fully immerse myself in the Penn experience and be part of clubs and have friends that aren't always all Jewish. And I think it's really hard to strike that balance because then again, like every weekend, 25 hours, you're only doing Judaism and then you don't have anything else. But you also don't want to not do Judaism throughout the entire week, but you have only a limited amount of time that you could give to certain places. Yeah, it's tricky. Wow. Who well, there was, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. Sorry, there's another anyone. Yeah. That's. That's a diaspora experience, though. <laughs> yeah, that is in a nutshell. You know. Okay. Um, hi, my name's Sarah. I go to the new school. Woo! New school, my alma mater. Um, and okay, so there's about like three Jews there. Me being one of them. Um, 
and it's all right because it's downtown so you have like the MIU community but there really are like really no Jews and I was very worried going in I was worried that they wouldn't be accepting do they it's, have like a giant statue of Alan there commemorating oh, oh, his time at oh, the new school I was there for a year yeah. the, the, oh, but they, there are no Jews or there are no there's no like observant, ver, observant identified Jews. it's also right. like one of the most liberal colleges in the country right. language becomes tricky I, like there's actively Jewish but right. which doesn't necessarily mean observant in the way that There's, we mean like i'm sure there are a lot of people who are jewish right, like right. they have jewish bloodlines but there's they're not actively jewish right um and yeah and it's one of the most liberal colleges in the country so i was very very worried going in about like anti-semitism and everything like that um and actually i had a like a lot of the professors just for some reason are jewish um and mm, i had <laughs> for some reason um and i had a professor who was like from Poland, like got out of the Soviet Union, Jewish. And like, I told her that I was Jewish, like on the side, I was like skipping class and stuff. But I like kind of went in, like, I'm not really gonna outright like tell anyone that I'm Jewish. I'm just gonna be a normal person, make friends and like casually <laughs> slip it in later on. So, so that, it's like, either Jew or normal, normal. person. Those right, are the two. No, but I would yeah, like I'm slip it in later on. So they'd be like, oh, she's cool. And she's a Jew, guess Jews are cool. Like, you know. Right. Um, and my professor kind of like brought in challah after Rosh Hashanah and Honey, and she was like, yeah, and Sarah can tell you all what blessing to make. And I was like, hi guys, I'm Jewish. And like, but everyone was really like accepting and I've like never received any like hate or anything like that. So you kind it. of went in and as like a closet Jew? Yeah. And then you got uncloseted. And I've like come out since and yeah, it's been out. great. And everyone's been so accepting. <laughs> and people are accepting. And yeah, so. That's I, I my had a story. Jewish professor at the new school who went around the class and had everybody go to say the chet so he could identify who was Jewish or not. He was wow. Jewish. I don't think you could do that today. I mean, it was fun. It was like a game. It, was it could be worse, you especially know? if it's like a guy's class, how you check, yeah. There's two people, yeah. Um, my name's Ezra. I go to Queens College. Um, I was a bit... I think I'm a, I was a bit underworried about Jewish life, which is crazy because um, there's over a thousand Orthodox Jews, and the fact that we can't get a daily minion is kind of kind of weird. Well, but there um, isn't such like a isn't, there I mean, isn't so much campus school, life. So yeah, there isn't that much campus life, but still, still yeah. Um, and I think I was a bit overworried about anti-Semitism and things like that. Like there was one day where I was walking on the quad and I saw like a bunch of rocks that lo look kind of like. Um, memorials. I'm like, oh God, this is a die-in or something like that. So I'm like getting all riled up and I walk over to someone I'm like, what is this? And they're like, it's Halloween. Like, oh, okay. Um, but I've had teachers that it commemorating have... the Charlie Brown episode where he got <laughs> rocks for Halloween? What was the... Um, People, somebody scared of rocks? Is that the... I've had teachers that have said, one particular teacher said something like, it's important to learn history. You know, it was. It happened to be a dramatic literature literature class, and he just went on a ten minute tangent, but just talking about how important it is to talk about the Holocaust and that it happened, which is not something I really expected from college. In a literature class? In a, in dramatic literature, I don't know uh -huh. what it had to do with anything, but he just went on ten minute tangent. Why do you think? Why is this something? Is not something that you expected? I feel like we've been told um, that college campuses are kind of hell for um, <laughs> Zionists. Like, it's just ingrained in our psyche, and I haven't found that to be the case, at least at my college campus. Right. To be fair, some campuses are making that their, like, na like the name on the T-shirt. <laughs> like, hell for Zionists is like a new... Yeah, how many of you had that impression, by the way, that college was going to be, like, a crazy anti-Israel? Yeah. yeah, about half. About half. about half? And how many of you is it just about what you thought it would be? Not a lot. 
<laughs> there is, there is, I think, a certain amount of over. What's the word for it? Hype. Yep. Hype. Definitely. Yeah. Hysteria. Definitely a huge hype. Yeah. It, it raises money. <laughs> it does. Look. Also, let's keep in mind we're we're going through a fairly. This is a good thing. We're going through a pretty quiet time right now, in terms of anti-Israel protesting. So. We. Uh, yeah. Go yeah. ahead. Hi, Aliza Salman from Muhlenberg College. Um, so I think going into school, I didn't expect that. A, I would miss Israel as much as I did. Hmm. And also B, um, my campus is 40% Jewish, which is like so much bigger than I thought because we're also only 2,000 undergrads. So we're really small. But it really surprises me like on the daily basis how little people know about Israel or even Judaism in general. People who like grow up Jewish, like not even knowing Yom Kippur or anything. And I think that's really surprised me a lot. Um, sorry, thank you. And... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think that's just the biggest. It's not so much that people are anti, that there's enormous apathy. Yeah, and no ignorance. one's anti at all. It's just, yeah. Ex- Lack of knowledge. Yeah, no one. It's I just um, joined the board of this club like to really teach people about Israel and what everything. Club? It's called Mules for Israel. Oh, nice. Yeah. So. You're going to have to explain that name. Muhlenberg. Muhlenberg. So Mules? Our mascot is Mules. <laughs> so... Okay. Yeah. Come on, Muhlenberg's Allentown. Woo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you like it because you're from Pennsylvania, or is Both. it even okay? Well, I was All named right. after Allentown. No, not really. No, not I really. don't believe you. <laughs> yeah. Um. Hi, I'm Rachel. I go to Ryerson University. Um. And I also Ned ca- Ryerson. Bing. Name for Ned Ryerson. No, <laughs> no it's a Canada thing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He started residential schools. He's not a good person. Anyway. Wow. <laughs> Um, but I also came in expecting a lot of anti-Israel sentiment and I've like always like sort of like prepared for like a fight anytime someone's like been like, oh, what did you do last year? And I'm like, oh, I went to Israel for the year. Like, what do you want to do about it? But like everyone's... Just- <laughs> <laughs> That's an icebreaker. Yeah. And you took him down, huh? Yeah, yeah, but everyone's like been like very nice about it. And like I've always expect professors to like say something inaccurate. So anytime I say Jewish or like or like Israel, I perk up. I'm like, am I gonna lose like marks here? Am I gonna have to fight? And like I think it's just been over like just there's way too much over preparation for everyone to be horrible to you. Have you found that people go out of the way to make you feel welcome and in, 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 in other words, I find in general people often like Sarah at new school. Yeah, that they want to make sure you know you feel I mean, not, welcome. Per- not, not particularly. particularly. Like, I feel like, I think a lot of college students are very apathetic. So they, like, while there are some who are, like, very, like, passionate and, like, politically, but I think most people just are like, oh, cool, you went on a gap year program. Like, you did you travel and all that. So. Just don't get yeah. it. That's the m- oh, someone, someone else wants to speak. Hi. Um, I'm Bracha. I go to NYU and I haven't really been so surprised with like the advocacy on campus in terms of BDS. Um, but like in the literature that I'm reading and like the articles, it came up so much more than I thought it would. And my classes haven't really been discussion based. So I haven't been like fighting, but like in my head, I'm like, no, like, don't say that. It's not like class. Yeah. Um, English, like you read New Yorker stuff. <laughs> like New Yorker magazine. Yeah. And you have to consolidate. It was about photography and stuff like that. And how did Israel come up? Yeah, photography and Israel like 
Somebody named Ariel Azule. Azulaya. Azu, yeah, and how she's from Israel, but she's um, anti. Yeah. So you're surprised that you're not <laughs> seeing it outwards, but in actual class content, you've seen like casual anti-Israel. Precisely. And that's normal. <laughs> so what it, what interests me? What issues are burning on campus? So if it's Israel, if you're not finding Israel, like what, what are students interested in if it comes like to... Like we're getting this feeling that college students in general are apathetic, but that can't be right. Uh, like there, isn't there just... There must be people... Yeah. That's right? There's nobody's passionate I mean, about any causes, political, The Women's cultural. March coming up or, 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 or the too. refugee issue. Hashtag me or, too. Yeah. No, I... On my campus, people are very... What campus again? Sorry, Muhlenberg. Um, are very passionate about many different causes... But Israel just happens to be just people don't know about it. And I think that's just the number one thing. So what's thing. cause? What cause do you think? Like, are What people, causes are people yeah. interested in? Like women rights, you know, gay rights, everything. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> my family, it's like, not a super broad spectrum. <laughs> like, I'm just saying. Maybe like, I shouldn't say broad in that sentence. They <laughs> are very. They're, <laughs> they're interested in everything besides Israel. Right. Really? Uh, that's, uh, and, uh, that's, it. that's it? So basically college students aren't interested in anything but? Well, students against abortion is pretty big at Queens. <laughs> really? Students yeah. against abortion? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I guess yeah. Queens is pretty conservative. Like, yeah, I guess so. It's been pretty weird, though. Like, is, that, is that a right-wing thing apathetic. or a religious thing? I think that's a right-wing thing. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. Free Iran. You mean to like lower the sanctions? Yeah, I think so. They had the same colors also, red, green, and black. Huh. So I was nervous. I didn't know there was a free no, Iran. No, no, free Iran from the, no, maybe free Iran from the, from the Ayatollahs. Liberate them from their government? Yeah, liberate them. Uh, Iran is under, yeah, because. Could you be. Do, you have the green movement in Iran that would get squashed. Yeah, but why would that be red, white, red, red, black, and. I don't know. I don't know. You have well, to do strange. some more uh, investigation. Are you, uh, so, so hold on. But so many of you are saying that so many people are apathetic. Like Binghamton. Oh, you Binghamton people. Nothing happens on campus. Okay. <laughs> All right. Pass that man the mic. <laughs> I'm Ariel. I'm at Binghamton as well because everyone here is at Binghamton. <laughs> so my experience at Binghamton so far is it's a pretty apathetic campus. So no one gets too political about anything. So, yeah. I haven't really had any like issues so far <laughs> <laughs> with anything. Yeah. Wow. Wow. This is even more depressing than a lot of yeah. anti-Israel stuff. <laughs> I'd rather anti-Israel. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Get into a fight at least. Yeah. Well, I think that while even though there may not be conflict that arises when people are apathetic, I think coming off of TVA where there's where we came out with 44 leaders and I think mostly everyone is in somewhat of a leadership position or at least actively involved in whatever organization they find interesting to themselves on campus, um, being apathetic being someone who wants to be involved and wants others to be involved and not to be the one out of, you know, five people at an event or a learning event, that can become frustrating. Even if there's not conflict that arises within politics or religion or having, like, discourse with that, there's discourse within not having people that care. And that is something that Just I feeling passionate about somebody and not feeling part of a compassionate community. Right. And that being like, to be a passionate and, individual right. in an apathetic community is very frustrating. Yes. Right. So what, what are you involved in? Like, what are you involved in on campus? So personally, I'm on the learning committee for the Orthodox Students of Hillel. 
Woo-hoo. I'm on the students um, S, uh, C4SJ, which is the uh, Social Justice Committee, which is a part of Hillel. I'm on Buzo, which is the Binghamton University Zionist Organization. And I'm a Yavna Fellow. And through that, I do programming. I created like a baby Josh in my dorm. Wow. And when do you do schoolwork? <laughs> <laughs> this semester, I had class two days a week. Oh, nice. <laughs> so I had some time, but next semester, I'm a little more busy. Hold wow. on. I just got to do a commercial break. This episode's been brought to you by University of Binghamton. Yes. <laughs> okay, we're back. <laughs> what, what, are, what other things are people involved in? Pass the mic. Good work, Allison. I mean... I don't know if you want to keep hearing about Binghamton, but I'm involved in. Do not I? As many <laughs> <laughs> I'm involved in not as many Jewish things, but more. I'm because on you know the, Jews. Right. Yeah. No, because they're all apathetic, and I I can't <laughs> I can't handle it. But I'm on um, High Hopes, which is our um, crisis hotline. Um, I'm a volunteer for High Hopes. I'm currently being trained. Um, I am next semester working with or. Sorry, next year working with um, Aura, the Aura Fellowship, hopefully. And um, there's like a lot of things outside of the mm-hmm. actual like Jewish community that I'm working on. Um, I'm in like a sign language club and also 20 to 1, which is our domestic violence and um, just dating violence, also similar hotline situation. Um, and I do find that our community, our campus is pretty passionate about like like domestic violence and things like that they we had an event and we had like a very nice turnout which is surprising because we didn't think that was going to happen so that was exciting who are you allison i'm allison um i'm mike's niece it's true (laughs) um i go to barnard college and i happen to be on the board of our like israel of our Israel Activism Club. It's called ARIA. It's like under Columbia University. And going in, like I was like worried about like being on the board, especially like Barnard College. Like we passed BDS last year. I was in there. It wasn't me. I'm not part of the week. Um, and like we had an Israel week where um, like we tabled outside of like the main library on the main campus. And like I tabled with Ariel Fader sitting next to me. And, like, I was very worried about, like, what questions are coming up. Like, I went through my Zionism notes from last year. But, like, I was just struck by, like, how I didn't need to be worried. Like, people just came over. They took some falafel. They took some pizza. And, like, the most, like, radical question we had was, like, a Chinese man, like, somehow knew about Kaparod and was asking us what we do with the chickens. <laughs> <laughs> and did, did you say that's very personal? We, can't talk about, we do terrible things. <laughs> But then he came on to like our listserv, so like that was fun. <laughs> do you? Oh yeah. Yeah. Do you remember? Okay, at least for those of you who were my student last year, do you remember me saying, "You guys are overqualified already to talk about Israel on campus before we start." Yeah. Like nothing. I, if I teach you nothing, you're already overqualified. It's true, <laughs> and no matter how many times you say it, you still go to campus and you're so worried that somebody's going to. Now you haven't had apartheid week yet. Right. That's later right. in the year. March. So, yeah. So, it's not necessarily always true, but ninety nine percent of the time, it's just there's nothing. So, what's the word I'm looking for? Everybody's apathetic. <laughs> <laughs> I, I yeah. I, I guess that makes me sad that it's an apathetic in general yeah. atmosphere. But the nice Chinese man did ask you about chickens. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, I want to thank this non-Jew who is the opposite of apathetic for Israel. They, like, sent me a text, like, Bracha, like, you need to come to this um, rally. It's, like, to save jobs. I'm like, what is this? And I click on it, and it was, like, anti-BDS. I'm like, what? Like, why does she think this is, like, to save jobs? Somebody must have explained it to her, like, framed it as, like, saving tech jobs. And she's like, Maybe she Bracha. thought Steve Jobs was alive but sick, maybe. No. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> that, that was just really bad. <laughs> okay, I have to slip in at least three dad jokes in a, a, a class. Otherwise, they won't know it's me. Yeah. So, so she thought there was some kind of employment thing, yeah, and it turns and out she it was, was there. An anti- no, she probably right. Made the, so I'm gonna probably explain it. BDS takes jobs away from X, Y, oh. Z. Yeah, but she's showing up without a real grasp on what the issue is. I was okay with it. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. For yeah, but at least she cares. I mean, at least right. she found someone who cares. She's trying to do something well. Somebody else had a hand. Yeah. Who, had, who had a hand? You over dis- here? You, <laughs> Come on. Um, hi, I'm Maya. I go to the University of Maryland. Um, I Something I'm involved with on campus is I'm director of programming for students for the ethical treatment of animals, oh, wow. CETA. Um, and the students... So you should hook yeah. up with... Uh, so, <laughs> Allison yeah, should. Allison's chicken is a real issue for you. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we could talk about it. But <laughs> um, So the students on that club... Um, are always so interested to hear about my time in Israel because they know that Israel is considered the vegan capital of the world, like specifically Tel Aviv. Huh. Um, so they're always excited about that. They're always asking me questions about kashrut and how that, um, I don't know how they, like, they know they that. They want to know how they interface kashrut and ethical treatment of animals, well, or they so have yes. already misimpressions. So yeah, so they asked, they asked about, um, like, what animals are kosher and, and like, um, like kosher slaughter and stuff like that. And they also asked how kashrut works with like vegan food because they didn't understand why I wouldn't eat some of the food even if it was vegan. Uh. And it, it was cool that they would like think to ask that also. Um, but yeah, it's, they've been very... And did you uh, say it's because I don't want to eat bugs and they were like, whoa, cool. <laughs> yeah, but, so I said there's a lot that goes into it, but yeah. Right. <laughs> but there's, I mean, it's actually interesting because in, in Europe, there's a significant movement and in Belgium, they just forbid kosher slaughter because in Europe kosher slaughtering is considered inhumane because it's, uh, you're supposed to be stunning the animal before and we can't stun the animal I think it's Belgium now and Switzerland, Switzerland already had, Switzerland already had and they imported a lot of their yeah. meat from Belgium and now yeah. Belgium yeah, so it's a section of Belgium it's yeah. a cascading yeah I heard that so uh, <laughs> I don't know in the vegan world in America if kosher slaughter is a bad thing but uh, well, I think that in the vegan world, we not say vegan, I, meant that, no. I know, I meant the animal, <laughs> animal, the animal yeah. rights world. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Uh, well, what are we up to? Well, how about like just in terms of forget Israel, but just diff- challenges to Jewish life. If you want to, you know, assuming that you are, how do you ask this question without sounding like a doofus? For a traditional Jewish yeah. lifestyle. Sound like a doofus. What yeah, I always sound like a doofus. Traditional Jewish lifestyle on campus. What are the challenges, and and were they anticipated or not? Forget uh, like living uh, actively ritually Jewish on campus. So, at Binghamton, we're very lucky that we get off Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. Um, not a lot of places do, and people, I guess, t- I think at Binghamton, people take it for granted. Um, but it is something that I definitely took. Event, like we're, was very grateful for this past semester, especially because I had to miss There's class. There's class, but there, you, you're no, allowed. No. There was no class. They shut down class. Yeah, there was no class. Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, but they like like the school was off. Wow. As if it was a regular and like any other holiday, 
Um, and did the non-Jewish students get what Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur were? A little bit. Um, I'm in a program. I was in a program this past semester called ELP, which is the Emerging Leaders Program. Not Jewish related at all. It was just something I did on campus, which I had a great time with. And I came in the next day after like all the different holidays. They were like, wait, I was like, oh, I'm not gonna be able to come to the meeting like whenever because there's a Jewish holiday. Like, oh, I was like, oh, I can't meet Monday and Tuesday because there's another Jewish holiday. They're like, wait, why don't we get off again? Like, uh. you can't do anything. Like, they were joking with me about like why we don't get off for all the Jewish holidays and the month of Tishrei. Oh, that's, um, did you know that? Which was very funny. That's crazy. Um, yeah. yeah, it was interesting trying to explain that to them. Um, and also within this program, I had a lot of things that were um, on Friday afternoons, like all our big programs, like our networking events or our end of semester pro, um, program was on Friday afternoons. So I had a lot of long conversations with my faculty mentor about being able to figure that out in terms of Shabbos, like our end of semester presentation. I didn't use them. I told them I could be there, but I won't use the microphone. I won't do anything with electronics. And as soon as I'm, as we're done presenting, I'm going to leave and go to shul. And so we kind of, I was able, like, thank God, I was able to really talk it out, but kind of stick to, I was like, I'm not compromising on certain things. And these are the criteria of me being able to be a part of this program. Um, and I like, wrote in my end of the semester feedback, I was like, if you want more Jews to be involved, you probably shouldn't do things on Friday afternoons, mm. um, especially when we have such a big Jewish presence on or, our campus. Or Orthodox Jews. Orthodox Jews yeah. in particular, because I did have a girl in our, in our group that was Jewish, but it was a little weird because I would do things that she, like I wouldn't right. do things that she would. It was interesting. But yeah, for the most part, it was a very smooth semester in that regard. I mean, it's also interesting, like, I, Binghamton, they understand, also Sukkot, like, for the most part, teachers are pretty understanding of, like, Sukkot, that if you say, oh, I, I was told, that, like, I'm going to go in, and I'm going to say Sukkot, and everyone's going to be like, what is that? That's not a real thing. You're making another holiday up to get more days off. And, like, no, everyone's understanding. But they don't have a concept of Shabbos, which was so interesting to me, because, like, I'd have classes on Friday and then Monday, and my professor would be like, or I took an online class this past semester that the professor gave us an extra day because it was the due date was on Rosh Hashanah, but he gave us Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and I was like, that's really helpful, and I appreciate it a ton, except for that Shabbos is Shabbos, and Sunday afternoon already starts Rosh Hashanah, so you really only gave me one day, and he was like, I don't understand, and I was like, because Shabbos, what's Shabbos, and I had to go through the whole thing explaining it to him, because he just, there's no concept in upstate mm. New York of like, oh, 25 days off, and that was shocking to me. 25 hours. 25 hours. I meant 25 hours. Yeah. Sorry. 52 like, days. Oh, that? No, I see the mistake. I see why you're confused. You think yeah. Shabbos? No, right. Just kidding. Yeah. It's a whole month and yeah. they didn't give it to the me. Shabbos, it's like the Ramadan of the Jews. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, it was, it was very jarring and I didn't expect that at all. Right. That is weird. Wow. No, because I don't understand you can't work on that. I guess you're just not used to that experience. Okay. Yeah. Other, yeah, other... Um, I think that at least in high school, I was like, there was a constant like fear of secular college. I'm like one out of 15 girls. I'm one out of three or four that are on secular colleges and everyone else is in YU and Stern. I mean, all my teachers went to YU and Stern and that's just sort of how I, and I was like sort of going off. The, from what school? From Shakespeare's Rachi, um, in Cleveland. Um, that's just like the environment and there's nothing, nothing wrong with it, but that's just not how I wanted to go about my college. Um, so I was very scared and there was a lot of talk about like, you probably won't be religious if you go to secular college. <laughs> um, and I was like, that's interesting, but like, 
I do want to be religious and I do believe in secular college, so I'm going to try this thing out. And I think that was a misconception. I think that some people go to secular college because they don't want to stay religious. I don't think mm. secular college made them not religious. I think it provided more outlets right. of a party Friday night or non-Jewish people. But I don't think that going into a secular college will make you not religious. If you, if you don't want to be religious, that's fine. There's other outlets and other, you know, it's okay right. not to be religious if that's not what you want in your life. But And even going to a religious college, if you don't want to be religious, doesn't necessarily that also right. happens, right. but right. people don't yep. talk about it so much. Right. But um, I just think that's, I think that's important to note. And I think what I love about TVA is that out of 44 girls, 40 people are in secular college. Um, and we're all doing pretty well, I would say. So there's, there's hope and you're not going to be not religious if you go to secular college. Don't you worry. Or you cannot be religious. That's also your choice. But yeah. <laughs> both right. are very much right. available. But if do you the think proper it's infrastructure your choice. is. It's I went choice. to a college that despite being apathetic, has a huge infrastructure and is 33% Jewish with probably four to 500 um, identified Orthodox Jews. So, like, there's infrastructure and some schools are smaller and don't have that. So it is more of a, like, a personal um, You have to have the motivation, motivation for that also, right. But if you come in with that motivation, That's it. the school yeah. won't do... And like, maintain it. And maintain it, right. obviously, is very, very hard. But if you come in with it, the secular college part isn't going to be the thing that makes you not religious. Which is pretty much... A good lesson for life, a good place about to everything. End, think, right? yeah. Yeah. If you're motivated to do it, you can, you exactly. can, uh, you can achieve it. Um, and maybe that's maybe that is actually what we found out here is the biggest challenge: is inspiring people to be motivated, not apathetic about about the world, not just Israel, about the world, about their lives, about their choices they make. It's hard, and I think that I think that to come from an environment. I get, how do I say this without sounding like I'm I'm being uh, what's uh, what's the word when you're like preachy? Uh, yeah, like I like I think I guess I feel it. So I'll say it about me. I feel very fortunate to have come from an educational and a community environment that values passion and dedication. And I I look around me at the people who didn't have that, and I feel bad. Like I just feel like how did you end up so apathetic? I feel really blessed. To have come from, you know, high school and uh, you know, and gap year and things that really push that idea of self motivation, and so obviously anyone who came on a sort of similar gap year experience to you, hopefully most of them came in with that kind of motivation. I will say that that TVA, both the the Y and the M, both the male and the female side of it, does it is the kind of place where you get both in how it presents, but also in who comes or people who have that kind of passion and motivation. And obviously you guys coming on Recharge, that means that you're also those kind of people. So we super appreciate your time. We hope that our listeners will find it as motivating as as I do. I can't speak for Alan. Alan looks bored out of his mind. He's tired of listening to you guys. No. No. I was very excited. Even more excited now. It is. It just, no, it's a good, it's a, for us, I know, I know that sometimes it's a, it's a reminder that no matter how many times we try to tell you, don't be worried, but you're still going to be a little bit worried, and that's okay. So it's it's good for us to hear what's really going on. So we both uh, appreciate you filling us in, and also we're inspired by your being out there, your dedication, your passion, and that's kind of like why we love to do what we do. Yep. So thank you so much, guys. Thank you. And thank you, Alan. Thank you, Mike. And thank you, Ben, for... It's no, it's my, it's my pleasure. <laughs> sure, it is, Ben. Nice it's my first time on the mic. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> ben grabs the mic. Well, that's the yeah, end of the podcast. It's now Ben's show.
All right. Well, thank you so much, everyone. Bye bye. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Uh, this is the part where I remind you that we are the JU Israel Teachers Lounge podcast. And it's also the part where I ask you to subscribe, to rate and review us, and to share and recommend us in any way you can. Also, we'd love your feedback so we can respond to you on or off the podcast. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Bye.